Okay, I want you to try something with me really quick. Sure, like what what else am I going to do? All right, so I've been really into these free meditation classes. Oh, all right. Yeah, no. let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay, but wait, hear me out, okay? Please. I, yeah, I know. Okay, like, look, I've I've tried meditation before. It just feels weird to do it now in the middle of a pandemic. Like, Sure. I'm, it's like I'm acknowledging that I'm powerless in all of this, that there's nothing I can do, so I might as well sit on a cushion and breathe. Yeah, I can, I can get that. But this isn't a typical meditation class. The instructor is hosting these classes to help people through their COVID anxiety. So just listen to a bit of this class I took and give it a shot for a minute. Let's do this together. Okay, fine, fine. <laughs> So let's start with our breathing. Inhale deeply. Gently hold it. And exhale slowly. And I'm gonna kind of increasing the hold, right? Because especially so many of us are working with this virus in our lungs possibly, that this is a way to keep our lungs strong and to have a kind of an assessment of what we're experiencing in our bodies. Oh, wow. So this is like actually about the pandemic. Yeah, totally. The teacher actually thinks she had the virus for a couple of weeks. Huh. Yeah. So just keep with it. Let's follow her lead. Bring yourself to the ground and like literally think about that. The earth, the ground. Bring your body to the ground. And you can bring your forehead to the ground. Stretch the right hand forward. Stretch the left hand forward. And then inhale. And exhale right to your kidneys. You doing it, Sam? Yes, May. My forehead is on the ground. And sometimes I even like to roll my forehead along on the ground. It helps to open up the sinuses. You can even think about kind of helping to activate the third eye there and get a little clarity. So when you're ready, you can press the ground away and come and sit. And notice how you feel. So how was that? Just like that little sample that we just did. It, it, it was nice. I'm, I'm slightly more relaxed than I was. <laughs> That's good. I told you. Uh-huh. So this meditation teacher really helped me see that mindfulness isn't just about taking a mental break in a stressful time. And I didn't really expect that to happen. Okay. I, I think I get what you mean. I think I see that. Yeah, you, you don't have to be totally bought in. But this episode, let's talk to this teacher because I think she can really explain why mindfulness is a great way to cope with this pandemic. Okay. From Colorado Public Radio, this is At a Distance. Your guide to life in a pandemic. I'm Sam Brash, waiting to get out of child's pose. (laughs) And I'm May Ortega, blissfully at peace with the universe. The woman who led that meditation class you just heard is named Jenna Delashene. She's based in New York City. And I am a contemplative-based practitioner sharing practices for trauma and recovery. Jenna says that all of us can benefit from mindfulness practices. And Sam, you said you worry meditation is about just like sitting on a cushion and breathing. Yeah, I, yeah, I did say that, yes. 
But, you know, when we spoke to Jenna, that's not how she understands mindfulness meditation at all. She talked about how, yes, it can mean sitting on a cushion and breathing, but it can also mean laying on your back with your feet above your head or even going for a walk. It's all about engaging parts of our body that we don't necessarily think about engaging. Right. This is what she emphasized over and over. It's not necessarily about relaxing. It's about changing the way we think about things. Exactly. The definition of mindfulness is the moment-to-moment, non-judgmental awareness of senses, images, feelings, and thoughts. Can we, especially right now, notice you know, what we're feeling in our body? Can we notice the images that come to our minds? Can we bring our awareness to what we smell, what we touch, what we feel you know, physically? Um, And it's a way to bring yourself back to the present again and again and again. And why do you think it's so important that people practice mindfulness right now? What we're all experiencing right now is a massive disconnect from each other. Like we can't see each other. We can't see our friends. We're stuck behind screens all the time, Mm -hmm. right? So we're even more disconnected, you know, and so the way to to alleviate that is to connect, right? And once you can connect to yourself, which is actually a really beautiful thing to do regardless of a pandemic or not, um, you simply just, you're able to connect better with others and with life. I'm somebody who's meditated in the past a little bit, but I've been sort of skeptical of trying it since then just because it doesn't feel right for me right now. Like mostly what I feel is like anger. Like I'm just furious at, um, you know, our government's response at the fact that I just can't go outside. Yeah, yeah. I totally hear you. Mm -hmm. I wonder, has your tone changed in classes as you've taught during this pandemic? So first of all, the anger is uh, your nervous system completely responding in an appropriate way to the situation, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So the way that I utilize practice is to help people understand what their nervous system is doing and why. So our nervous system is responding to the trauma of this situation. Mm -hmm. And now with all of the isolation that we're experiencing, people are becoming depressed, Right. Or Mm -hmm. anger, anger can arise. And anger, I think, is a beautiful fuel. It's amazing. Um, You can really use it to be productive. Um, Hmm. Okay. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Just to recognize that that's a particular energetic quality that you are experiencing right now. I took one of your classes a couple weeks ago, and at the time, you mentioned that you had been sick with COVID-19 yourself. Uh, What was that period like for you? (laughs) <laughs> not not fun. Um, I, be- I bet, right. <laughs> so I, I never had a fever and I never had trouble breathing, but I did have the GI issues. I had the aches and pains, the chills, the sweats, uh-huh. the, um, the cough, the, the sore throat, not much of a cough. And uh, I don't know why I can attribute that to having a daily breathwork practice. I don't know. Hmm. Um, I would do practice to check in with myself. And notice what I was experiencing in my body. It doesn't sound great if you're sick. It sounds like really rough. Kind of hard, yeah. To, to your body. Yeah, but, 
yeah, but I, what I was doing was, I, I mean, for me, um, what I was doing was tracking the virus. I could feel it moving through my body, trying to get like a foothold. Hmm. So I was watching. And that was like, helpful. I found it incredibly helpful. I was learning it as it was learning me. I'm curious, did you ever get a test? I did a telehealth conference with a doctor from uh, NYU Langone Hospital, and uh, uh-huh. she, she's like 99.9% you have it. Okay, well, there you go. Wow. Oof. If you hadn't been so in tune with yourself, how do you think the journey of you being sick would have gone otherwise? Without practice, I mean, even with practice, let me say, it was scary and terrifying, right? Because you're just hearing stories mm-hmm. all the time about, you know, healthy adults suddenly dying. And of course, you're thinking yeah. like, wow, that could be me. That could be me, right? Totally. Mm-hmm. So I would notice that I was having those thoughts, right? I would use practice to help calm myself so that I wouldn't spin out into a frenzy of fear. And then I would utilize different practices to, to not just help regulate my nervous system, but to help me feel better. As you went through this, as you likely had the disease and just saw this play out in your city um, with the lockdowns that continued week after week, how did your own personal mindfulness practice change, if at all? Uh, it didn't change. It got stronger. As I watched the virus move through my body, I am watching the virus move through the body of this country and of this planet. And, and mm-hmm. that's when, you know, for me, the practice is about noticing and watching what's happening and then offering to other people to be of service because we're all connected. And we're seeing that now. Has there been a moment when you felt like your classes have have really helped somebody through this difficult time? Is there a specific instance you can point to? Yeah, for sure. One person was describing how her mother was having a lot of past trauma. And she found that these practices were the first time that um, her mom was able to find calm. And, hmm. and that's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's something I've read, but also something I've felt that the, the main question isn't when this is going to be over. It's like, how do we just keep going? <laughs> yeah. Whatever that means. All of these practices are, are about building resiliency within the nervous system. You know, the, the nervous mm-hmm. system, I like to use the word hijacked. Like when your nervous system is hijacked from repeated trauma, complex trauma, this is when it can start to go into things like PTSD. Um, hmm. and, you know, I think a lot of people have a misconception about meditation is like you're not thinking anything, right? Which is mm. pretty impossible. Um, it's the... <laughs> right. <laughs> What it is, is what is your relationship to your thoughts and the ability to watch them come and go. And so the, the really interesting thing, and I love what you said about you didn't want to turn inward because you felt like you would be disconnecting, right? Yeah. So for me, the, the knowledge and the wisdom that I find when I can drop my awareness into myself allows me to better connect with the situation around me. So, Sam, we spoke to Jinna. We learned more about meditation and mindfulness and how it can help you out. So what are you thinking right now? I mean, I think, like, while I hate to admit that I'm ever wrong, I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I get what she's saying, right? That mindfulness meditation is not an attempt to run away from painful thoughts or painful experiences. It's often actually an attempt to to let those feelings come and sort of like wash over you, to let them happen rather than fighting mm-hmm. them, which can often be more painful. Yeah, actually, I think that's like super accurate. You hit the target right there with that description, right? And that's the way that I think of it too. It's more, I know the phrase like centering yourself can be Mm -hmm. like kind of played out by now, but that's what it is, right? You get in touch with yourself and you give yourself time to just exist and understand that it's okay to be overwhelmed by stuff and to be worried, but that you have the capacity to still understand and give yourself a little slack, you know? Right, right. Like, it's not like we're turning away from the chaos. We're locating ourselves inside of it. Yeah, totally. That's a really good way to put it. So if this sounds like something you might want to try, here are some tips from Jenna about how to get started. And may I can say, I I might actually be in that camp now, maybe. Woo, good. See, I'm glad that you're on board. (laughs) (laughs) So tip number one. All right, so if you're hyped up or really anxious, you don't actually have to meditate sitting down with your eyes closed. There are other ways to pay attention to your senses. If you feel like you're about to jump out of your skin, a seated meditation is not only inappropriate, but like could be harmful. You can reach into your inner toolkit and be like, today I'm experiencing this, so let me, in some cases, beat the hell out of the heavy bags (laughs) or do some breath work, you know? Tip number two, connect with other people. Mindfulness doesn't just mean blanking out or thinking about the beach. It also means making sure you're giving yourself the social connections that most humans need to feel okay. Yeah, so connect, connect, connect is what I would definitely recommend. Tip three, take a tech break. Being fixated on digital images with bright lights for hours at a time, it can take a toll on your vision, your brain, and your energy. So go out for a walk, breathe some fresh air, focus on those sensations. Do what you can to take a break from the screens and connect to nature. As crazy as the situation is, we're fortunate that it's spring. Mm-hmm. Number four, find the humor in things. I know that that can be really hard right now, but laughter can really be a form of therapy at this moment. So laugh with your friends, your family, maybe even by yourself. You know, we had like a Zoom party and everybody like wore different costumes. <laughs> find ways to, to laugh and be silly. It's such an important part of being human. And tip five, be kind to yourself. We say this at the end of every podcast, I feel like, but remember, (laughs) you're only human and it's totally okay not to feel happy 24-7. Make sure you're not being too hard on yourself. This idea that you're supposed to be happy and find the light and everything is frankly bullshit. That's not what the practice is about. The practice is about really understanding your own experience and holding kindness for yourself, which then allows you to hold kindness for others. So that's it for the show. I want to leave you today with one of my favorite parts of that class that I took with Jenna. And if you want, you can give it a try with me. To get into position, lay down on your back and lift your feet onto a chair or a sofa or anything that gets your feet high up into the air. I do this practice because my nervous system needs it. And the physiology behind this is that the moment you put your legs up above your heart, you lower your heart rate, you lower your blood pressure, you engage the parasympathetic nervous system. 
is the genius of the body. As we inhale and exhale slowly. At a Distance is a podcast from CPR News, and it's hosted by me, May Ortega. And me, Sam Brash. Our producer is Rebecca Romberg. Our executive producer is Kevin Dale. Brad Turner is our head of audio innovations, and he wrote our theme music. And we got additional music from Blue Dot Sessions. Please like, rate, and review At A Distance on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. It can help others find the podcast at this difficult time. And if you have tips or story ideas, you can email us. The address is at a distance at CPR.org. Colorado public radio journalists are here for you to report on this pandemic. We're speaking to health experts and helping make sense of our changing world. This would not be possible without CPR members, so you can support our work too with a donation at CPR.org. Thank you.